0: Welcome back to Bible study, uh, to Paul's letter to the Galatian church, and welcome back to John and to Derek. I'm going to read, and I think, John, you're going to pray. Uh, I'm going to read from verse 7 to verse 16, and thank you very much for joining us. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 2, verse 7. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter, for he worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised, uh, he who, so sorry, he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me towards the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles, and they to the circumcised. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I also was eager to do. Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face, Because he was to be, and I've just flipped over into (laughs) Ephesians. So sorry, into Ephesians. Do you want me to start again? Or, oh, okay, let's just keep going. Um, So, um, now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you being a Jew live in the manner of the Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no
1: flesh can be justified. Thanks John. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the inspiration that the Holy Spirit worked upon Paul as he penned these profound words. As we gather around these words tonight, Lord, we ask that you inspire us, that you lead us by your truth, Lord, that you, we speak in such a way, Lord, not only that we understand each other, but that the viewers understand what we're saying. Lord, I pray for the viewers that you would touch each of their hearts Lord, that they will receive tonight or today exactly what they need to receive and that through it all, the name of Jesus will be glorified. In his wonderful name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. I don't
0: know whether people realised I was borrowing Derek's Bible. (laughs) The dog earring of the Bible had folded a few epistles together. (laughs) that's wonderful yeah i i I see echoes of romans here you know and it is such an important um such an important passage um we got to verse six didn't we last last week so that's why um even though the seven is a continuation we started with verse seven Mm. on the contrary um he's 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 quite he's quite forensic and he obviously had the example of peter as well he was able to use personal testimony mm. to bolster his arguments.
2: Yeah. Um, and he, he, The big phrase I say that we should pick up on verse six is, is that he is saying that the apostles actually um, added nothing to him. Yeah. In other words, they did not modify his gospel. They didn't say, look, you're missing something. Yeah. They added nothing. In other words, they fully accepted the gospel of grace that, that Paul preached, yeah. because once you add anything to grace, it, you destroy it That's don't right, you? exactly some kind of work mm. destroys the, the whole principle of grace, yeah. so they added nothing to him that 's the big point, point. and then he says, but on the contrary on the, on the contrary, they absolutely endorsed me, they supported me. you know he had won the day, really, I think he, he really did. They were trying to keep the peace keep the compromise. Mm. And Paul is basically saying, this is not an issue you can compromise on. You, you have to take a stand. And, th- and they stood with Paul. Um, and he says, but on the contrary, when they saw, or they perceived, they, un- they, they perceived, I think, that the gospel for the circum- uncircumcised, which of course is a name for the Gentiles, had been committed to me, that's a big statement, just as the gospel for the circumcised was committed to Peter. So that's talking about the author, he'll talk about the, the power in a minute, but he's talking about the authorization. You need both. Mm. Well, whenever God authorizes or commits, he also empowers. You know, when Jesus said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. You have the two, t- uh, he has sent me you know, to proclaim release to the captives, so there's two things there: He was sent, which is the authorization, but he was also anointed, mm. so you need both you need the the commission and the the empowerment David. so um David. he's he's hes they are actually acknowledging him as an apostle on the same level as Peter. that's the thing I would pull out of that, yeah, just as Peter was like the number one if you like. Apostle, this is a huge perception that they have now come to. They realize that Paul stands on the same level as Peter. That's a big thing, as Peter was the leading apostle who actually spent three and a half years with Jesus, that knew Jesus after the flesh, that was, as it were, given the leadership of the apostles. And he is given the leadership of the apostles, particularly to the Jewish people, the circumcised. They have now perceived that Paul... Has the same standing from God yeah. uh, and carries the same authority, only that he's called to the Gentiles. So they're endorsing Pete, Paul on the same level as Peter. Mm. I would say very good. That's a huge thing.
0: Yeah, um, it 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 is it is a huge thing, but it's a kind of subset of of the main thing, which is as. Which is the whole essence of you know a couple of weeks ago, John, you talked about the, the importance of, of grace and not adding yes, not a thing to it, no, because because without it, we're all doomed. You know <laughs> that's the bottom line, isn't it? Yeah. We, you know it's death reigns, and grace doesn't reign. Mm. If 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 these little compromises are made, then
1: suddenly we, we there is no hope. And it's a constant battle. Let's not fool ourselves. You know, the, the, the human character, the human nature falls naturally into legalism. And, and we have to watch it in our lives. And it, it, can, it, can, be, it can be as sly as you like. Yeah. It can be so sly that we say, yeah, we understand grace. And we, we, and we then work at living under grace. You see how yeah, no, sly no, it is, no, uh, uh, but it's there as a constant enemy, and and walking in. Gra- of course, it, we need to work at the at the intellectual side of it, trying to understand it. We have to be prayerful and ask the Lord to help us to understand. But it it should be as natural to us. It's supernatural, of course, but it should be as natural to us as putting your hand on a door handle, opening it, and walking it through. You don't think about it; you just do it. And that's how living by grace should be but you can be seduced into works-based grace quite the opposite of what these people are talking about here but it's the other end of the spectrum because people works-based
0: grace people think well that's um that's very loving you know it's very caring yeah you know when you say it's it's seductive you, you you um
1: it, is, it sort of meets a human standard. Yes, it does. It meets mean, a human standard, and yeah. the, human, the, 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 the flesh approves. And, yeah. Or you think uh, you've been praying, and you're an absolute believer in grace, and then you, you say to yourself, they, that was good, I, the words were good, or whatever. It's just a smile yeah. pat on the back. And in yeah. itself, it, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. But what it's actually saying is that through your words, you think you can manipulate God, and you can't. Then it's, equally, we don't want to
0: become like Uriah the Heap. No. You know, with a no, kind of we don't. of don't. There,
1: there are these warning posts yeah. everywhere. And, and really, just to summarise it, it's the human condition to fall naturally into legalism of any sort. Yeah. And legalism will do its darndest to seduce yeah. you. We need to be on our guard. And the only way you can be on your guard is to know this stuff yeah. and to stick with it and to pray about it and to listen to good teaching on it. So, absolutely. So, I don't I give know a how little much analogy yes, please that do. might be helpful yeah.
2: to some people. Um, living by works, if you like, because it could be understood that we're oh well we're not meant to do any good works. Yeah. We're not saying that. Yeah. It's it, it's the difference between rowing and sailing. Rowing, it's all your own effort, you see, yeah. and and you, I, we're trying to make it with God yeah. through our own effort. Sailing. Is where you actually Just turn. catch the wind. You yes. trust the wind. It's very the good. wind that propels you forward. The wind of the Holy Spirit. Very good. Now, doesn't mean that uh, you know I'm not I a very good sailor, like right? Yeah. But you have. To, there hold are things that you do yeah. that to cooperate with the wind. Yeah. You know, and and so on. You know, we 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 have our prayer times, and you know when God tells us to do Amazingly, something, you can we obey. Travel him. Again. Yeah. In, in the opposite direction to the wind. But we're That's not trusting in we're not trusting in our yeah. yeah we're not trusting in our works yeah. to to give us the energy and and to pr- pr- propel us forward. It's the wind that does that. Yeah. Yeah. We we have to cooperate with the wind. Mm. So I think there was a, say, a saying I got is like stop trying and start trusting. So the fundamental principle of our life is to live under the power of God's grace, which with, we cooperate with. That wonderful. I, I found that quite helpful. Yeah, that's yeah, really, really useful. <coughs> I always think of the
0: aerodynamics, defying gravity. Yeah, that's another analogy <laughs> from Romans eight. All right, um, yes. uh, the law of the spirit of life, as it were, sets me free from the law of sin and death. Um, I. I don't know how far more we want to do up to verse 10, but I, I feel verse 10 is, is an important verse because there, there's a kind of good works in that. You know, of course, we should be caring uh, for the poor, but there's more in the verse than just that. Well, it's a
1: consequence of salvation, not a root to it, isn't it? Yeah, mm. so It's a consequence of the changed nature. Yeah. that you feel this compassion for the poor. Now, let, I must stop there because there are people out there, pagans, you know, who are... Do good works. Do good works, who are good people and, and generally loving and peaceful and everything else, but they're not saved by their good works. That's right. Um, there's only one way to salvation. Yeah. So well, I'm not. the point I'm making is it's not only those people who are saved do good works because that that's not true. Chris Hitchin
0: thought that he had a killer argument. So he was the great debater, you know, of the new atheists, you know, against Christians. And he thought his killer arg- question that he would put to everyone, he even put it to me in, a, in, a, in a, an email, was, you know, is that, name me one instance, you know, where of, of a good deed done by a Christian that isn't done, hasn't been done by a non-Christian, or a bad deed that's been done by a non-Christian hasn't been done by a christian in other words he's he's completely on the ticket of good works yes you know his whole argument is within this paradigm of its you are saved by works yes and therefore you have no rights that's right um but you've got to turn the whole thing upside down and say it's nothing whatsoever to do with that yeah well It's it's proof
2: that we're all under sin yes and he's also trying to say that you don't need christianity to make you moral that's it. But the whole premise of the question undermines his argument because he's, if he accepts there is such a thing as morality, morality and good works as opposed to bad works, then he then you have to do, accept that there must be a god because if you don't believe there's a god, there's no basis for believing there's a morality. Yeah. You know, anyone, your morality might be different from mine. But he would say that it is. It's basically preservation of the
0: species that you you care for the community, and that's how, you know, a man, you know, or homo sapiens, as they say, rose above the other animals. You know what I mean? They use these other arguments, but they they don't ever answer the fundamental arguments. Where did morality come
2: from? It doesn't answer that. It's very relative, isn't it? Because we we have this, what we would consider, um, a a self-evident truth. Yeah. That there is an absolute right and wrong. Yeah. and and sometimes In the same as there are the mathematical the, laws, yeah, of the same nature. Yeah. And and sometimes it may well help the species, but not necessarily. Yeah, you know, right. so it, so you should kill off the old and the infirm once they stop being useful to society. Yeah. If 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 your thing is the value of society, you, which you know is where I mean? we're heading, yeah, exactly. Remarkably, we're yeah, heading. But that most people would circle. say that that is immoral. Yeah, you know, and so. um they, 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 they would still within the shadow
0: of a Christian civilization, but there are yeah. very strong drumbeats towards saying it's a very moral and caring thing, mm. to bump off you know, <laughs> you the bump old off and in. the yeah. infirm, yeah. and And those that don't have a what you know, good yeah. life chances, yeah. it, it has grown and grown. So things are being inverted as we uh, become more distant from God's absolutes. Mm.
2: Mm. But we, we have an instinct that there is such a thing as morality. And yeah. you have to suppress that. And uh, yes. he, when he talks about Christians doing good or Christians doing bad, not so good, okay. you know, unbelievers doing good. Okay. In his mind, there is this intrinsic Absolutely. belief that there is such a thing as that which is good. Absolutely. And that versus that which is not good. Yeah, I've always said they, they
0: plagiarized you know, the morality of the Bible and, and then and then recreate it in their own image that they, yeah. as though it's a man made thing. Yeah. And actually God is made in our image, you know, and he's a fabrication of our own thinking as advanced, you know, animals. That's that. Yeah, he, he, he definitely used that argument. He felt that he had really got it until I gave him a little bit of Romans, you know, of the Lord Jesus and mm. um, that um there is no equal to the lord jesus <laughs> yeah mm. yeah you have to look deeper you have to look a lot deeper than that um uh, but uh, there's another element for me here and that what has become very trendy is the social gospel mm. and so so um even within the evangelical church even I mentioned you know john Stott, he, he wouldn't adhere to Anything that goes beyond the true gospel, but they're, they're, you know there are hints because you get um, swayed by compassion and and before you know it, others are are taking um, that's compassion and making it the means of salvation that you, it is a good work to care for the poor, as you said a few weeks ago about food um, um, soup kitchens that you know and food banks and the like and the danger is that it leads to a liberal view of the scriptures and a higher criticism and, and actually that you know, we can pronounce on what is moral about God or about his word yeah. and that's
2: the extreme. The key is to keep the order right, yeah. I mean yes. first of all you know Ephesians 2, Eight and nine. We're saved by grace through faith, yeah. not of our, ourselves. It's the gift of God. Not of works, yeah. lest any man should that's boast. It, lest any and man should boast. One, having been saved by faith, yeah. we become a new creation. Yeah. Verse ten. We are His workmanship, yeah. created in Christ Jesus for good, for good, works. good works. So the good right. works will flow out. Yeah. of our salvation that's it. so that's the first thing, so like in in this that case we with should Paul, walk in them you know if if you're genuinely saved like Paul was, then it, it should flow out of that that we do have a care for the yeah. poor yeah. and that that we would give to the poor yeah. and 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 Paul says, yes, I was only pleased to do because that he's a saved person that yeah. would want to and then the second issue that you raise is with the gospel the gospel must come first yeah. and and so if you like, the gospel is the primary thing. the signs following which isn't just necessarily supernatural signs but the signs following of of helping the poor of you know treating the sick, mm. doing all these things mm. are there to support and confirm yeah. the gospel you know they're demonstrations of christ's love and and that is a good thing, of course, as long as you keep the gospel the primary thing yeah. the danger is it gets swapped round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and our main thing is yeah. those good works. Yeah, totally. And occasionally, yeah. if somebody asks us a question, well, why are you doing this? Well, yes, because I believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you've got the order yeah. reversed. That's right. So that, the key thing is that just getting the order right. Yeah. There's, a, there's a good verse that I think we'll all agree with. Through him
0: and for his name's sake, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith, mm. yes. yeah. not the, the the faith that is built up built up through obedience. And for me, that's an absolute clincher. It, it, and as you say, in terms of the order, yeah. it's grace and apostleship. So it's grace. So it's the origin of it. But it's we're calling people to the obedience that comes from faith. Yeah. And I. The cost of discipleship, and I read that a very long time ago from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It did seem to me as though he was putting it the other way round. Actually,
2: the good the good works is faith. There will be there will be. It is a tricky one. Yeah. But you know, if if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Saviour, that will show in a changed life. Yeah. Um, as long as you understand that it's not those works that save you. Yeah. They, they, they are the natural outflow uh, of you accepting Christ. Yeah. You're in Christ now. And now, his, and if there is no absolutely no change, then you have to question whether anything real That's actually right. happened there. Right. But, but, but that so does not fruit, mean you're, going to, yeah. you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. And if yeah. you're imperfect, that does not mean you're not saved. Yeah. But there, there should be what a a kind of callous hypocrisy
0: you know this sort of callous you know going on sinning you do see it quite a lot i'm afraid among the young as well and it's distressing that they have been um, sold a kind of easy grace and that, that is is just a license for them to just live and then attend church and lift their hands up in worship but that is not credible to those who look into the church and say, that, is, that just stinks. Yes. It's tragic, really, because that's our testimony, isn't it, of, of the work
2: of grace within us, is the fruit, fruit. Yeah, if, if you're truly under grace, that, that should show itself.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's, there's more to this verse, isn't there, really? And re- remembering the poor, because the church is, looking through time but starting then the church is persecuted mm. and where you have persecution you invariably have poverty other people's goods and chattels are impounded or their work is taken away from them so people become poor mm. and and so you'll have a lot of poor around you in depending upon the sort of society you're living in and we must remember that that's the case mm. that we there's nobody else to look after them mm. nobody else is going to come and meet their needs of uh, food and shelter and clothing and um, so that's important. And it often is the church. Uh, yeah, it often, I mean David uh, Cameron's big society it was is, the church. Yes, it often is. In, in this country, country, I mean that's the, the joke. And the other side of the coin, and, and of course, you know, Paul knew all this, and the other side of the coin is that Jesus said, the poor will always be with you. And the, why did he say that? Well, when, and I can't remember chapter and verse, but yeah. you look into the law and poverty is a consequence of not obeying the law. Mm. So we're always going to have the poor with us because, you know, if, if, if you're saved, then there is perhaps a way out of this poverty, but you're still living in a society which is by and large unsaved and therefore acting illegally or unlawfully. Yeah. Unlawfully is probably a better yeah. term. And the consequence of that is poverty. That's right.
0: Mm. And, and agreed. You know, uh, you know the the Jubilee teachings are very important yes. to correct the gap yes. between the rich yes. Yes. and the poor. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it's, it's become really extreme in our in our time actually. Yes, because there's been no um,
1: no boundaries no. to greed. No, there's not, and unfortunately mentioning their names, of course, because we wouldn't do a thing yeah. like that. The gospel or Christianity has provided, Peter and Paul. Uh, has provided a wonderful platform for the greedy. Yes, I mean, it's I a know. good business model. Give in it to is. my big bucket, as it around. And
0: exploits the yeah, vulnerable.
1: Exploitation of, yeah, exploitation of the vulnerable.
0: Those that really do want to worship God, but they they can't afford to buy the lamb or the turtle dove, yes. so you, you, you screw them with, with an exchange rate on the temple currency. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You know yeah. what I mean. Yes. I say, do. Well, you can't come in, okay? Yeah. Oh, you're. Oh, God bless you, sister. You, you know, you really do want to give your offering to the Lord, but just if you could just, you know, and um, uh, no, that's not enough. I don't want to hear any jangling of coins. <laughs> yes. I, I've been in meetings yes. like that. You know, no, and the buckets course. go out, but I they know. don't want to hear any coins. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, of course, that's escalated <coughs> to the 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 forty seven thousand yes. dollar seed yes it is. <laughs> you know it's not yeah. we're not just talking and, about peppercorn the plane
1: God gave me <laughs> yes
0: exactly you,
1: know, you see it's ridiculous it's oh, boy ridiculous. they're good exactly the they are good and
0: what, what Paul is talking uh, about. good in the sense of of how they they're a showman yeah I'm um, good hoodwinkers mm-hmm. yes. yeah um, well, have we gonna... reached Peter and Paul and the confrontation. Yeah,
2: I was going to link it to verse 10 so okay. with the the poor. But if we back up to where we were, um, it, he and we'll see that there's a dynamic between the Jew and the Gentile. Mm. We talked about, they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised in verse 7 was committed, you know, so to the Gentiles was committed to Paul mm. and the gospel of the circumcised committed yeah. to Peter. That speaks to Paul's authority as an apostle, yep. they're endorsing, so not just his God. gospel, but his authority yeah. as yeah. an apostle. And then he says, for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship of the, to the circumcised, the, the Jews, mm. also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. Again, they see an equivalence, yeah. not just in their, the authority that Paul carried, yeah but in the power of God that was with him, the works effectively. So again, like I say, it's there's the commission yeah. and there's the empowerment, mm-hmm. and they always go together. Yeah. If God's truly authorized and commissioned you to do something, that will show itself in the grace yeah. or the power causing you to be effectual in that. Mm-hmm. And so notice again, One's for the Jew, one for the Gentiles. And then he goes on and says, verse nine, and when James, Cephas, and John, who seem to be pillars, that's the same thing again, they could say, reputed Reputed is better, I think. They're reputed to be pillars. Um, He's not denying that they are pillars. He's He's saying that's their reputation, but they're not necessarily perfect. Um, And perceived the grace that had been given to me. They gave uh, me and Barnabas... I'd like to say something about that grace yeah. in a minute. Yeah. But they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship. Mm. Now, that means partnership. Yeah. In other words, we're, we're on the same team. Yeah. You know, we're, again, accepting Paul and Barnabas along, along with them as, 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 mm. as God's representatives, That's that true. we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. So, again, yeah. I'm seeing verse 10 also in that light that having rejected a false unity that let's make everyone Jews, yeah. <laughs> You yeah. Know, yeah. That, that would be one solution, you know, just force the unity yeah. in a very dominating way, which is one way to get unity. Mm. Now they've released the Gentiles, you know, they've given them freedom. But there's free a kind from. of acknowledgement here that there's poverty
0: among the Jews. So yeah. Paul, you're the apostle to the Gentiles, but don't forget the poor
2: among the Jews it is there because um, like in Acts 11 when there was Agabus had this prophecy of the famine throughout the whole world he says Mm. so they raise an offering where for the Jews in Jerusalem that's right because that's where it will hurt the most because that they are getting very persecuted in by their own people there the, the normal of course. Well, I, I read that the normal you're relief, talking about the messianic Jews. Yeah, the messianic persecuted. Jews being persecuted because even in the first century, apparently, the normal relief that would be there for the poor in the Jewish community was held back. Was held back from the messianic Jews. Yeah, that's very And and so they 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 were in extreme poverty. Mm-hmm. And so when he's actually saying, "Remember the poor," he's particularly saying, mm-hmm. "Remember, remember Jer- the Jerusalem saints." And I believe he's saying, "Keep the unity." Yeah. Okay, we're setting you Gentiles free, but at the same time, keep the unity with us, you yeah. know. And, and one way you can do that is Paul did that. He functioned yeah. as, a, as a unifying yeah. by bringing offerings. Yeah. And by the way, them. Paul was not anti-Jewish. I mean, I remember him
0: saying in Romans 11, I, 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 um, I am an apostle to the in as much as I'm an apostle to the Gentiles, I make much of my ministry. And then he says to you Gentiles, don't be arrogant. Mm. So he's he's he, he's equally strident, as it were, when it comes to speaking out God's word to the Jews and the Gentiles. It's Not that he's just um, favouring the Gentiles, as it were, no. because that's his ministry. He speaks as strongly to them as he does and to the Jews. As long him. for his, his brethren. brethren to
1: be saved. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: He is a Jew, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and this was very much on his heart. He says, "One, well, I was eager to do that." Yeah. In other words, he not only is he eager to help the poor, but he's eager for the Gentile churches to to honor the Jewish church because that's where the, everything began, right. and and to help them in their poverty. Wonderful. Um, and he, you'll see that a lot in Paul's writing. So, are, the key question today is: Are we going to break through
0: the? Um, the threshold of verse 11, <laughs> after three weeks of reaching verse 10 of, of Galatians 2, and now he's confronting Peter, isn't he, he, he from verse 11 yeah, this is,
1: this is This is interesting, this chapter, <clears> the way it's constructed, <clears> because <throat> you've got the first half where they're comparing the gospel, and now Paul is about to contend for that gospel yeah. with mm. the same people. Or, one of the same people yeah. that he compared it with in the first place, so you've yeah. the, the yeah. got this this launch pad now yeah. into the contention. And I, I, the root of it is really hypocrisy. I, I sort of. Well, yes, but up. we've uh, but Derek uh, uh, insinuated. insinuated n- n- is the wrong word. No, didn't insinuate anything. What he said was right. Yeah. Intimated. Intimated. <laughs> Derek intimated. I think it was last week um that th- these jerusalem elders and apostles were a bit wobbly and i think that's absolutely right <coughs> and as we go into this whole business of peter and paul or paul and peter yeah, whichever you want to do right. it i, I think peter is acting true to form really isn't he i mean we see him you know in his denial of christ yes he was that's mortified right. by it yeah. but the fact is he did it denied him to the servant guy i don't know you that's know right. this is in character yeah, that's true. I- I- and it's not that he doesn't believe what he purports yeah. to believe he was just being just Peter. A, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, just a little bit of fear, correct? A little bit him. of fear, that's yeah. right, yeah. Of
0: how, what, how people view him.
2: Yeah,
1: mm.
0: yeah. Mm. But he's still a great chap, you see, so he wasn't
1: infallible, was he?
2: No, absolutely, he, he absolutely not. He he Paul,
0: identify with but, him. but Paul, equally true to form,
1: yeah. says, no, I'm not gonna no, let you get not. away with that. Yeah. We cannot compromise this gospel.
2: Yeah, so
0: there is a kind you of know, historic narrative to this as well, yeah.
2: Yeah, I can set the background in the book yeah. of Acts. So Acts. We talked about the church council happening, and then they, um, in verse 30 of Acts 15, they were sent off with this letter. You yeah. know. They were sent off. They came to Antioch, and they gathered the multitude together. They delivered the letter. Everyone rejoices. A letter from the council. From yep. the council. And, uh, and then it says that um, there's now a period of time when they stay in Antioch. Judas and Silas, being prophets from Jerusalem, they, they ministered there. Mm. Verse 33, and after they had stayed for a time, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. and and Silas, however, stayed behind and, of course, joined Paul. Then verse 35, it says, Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the Word of God with many others also. So you're talking about probably at least six months, Mm. nine months, where they're basically in Antioch, Mm. you know, consolidating things there. And it must have been in that time that Peter pays a visit, because he's heard everything that's been going on. Antioch in Syria there is the the central church of this new Gentile yeah. explosion of, yeah. of, of you know revival almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so Peter comes along to, to to join in. And that's the setting, if you like, for mm. For, mm. for for um for what? Galatians, he, he writes. Uh, verse two eleven. It um, says in verse eleven, now Peter had come to Antioch. But now he says I withstood into his faith face. <laughs> because he's wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And now, just the thing is, again, he's asserting the fact that he's an, an apostle on equal standing with Peter. Yeah. See, if he was kind of Peter's deputy or subordinate, wouldn't have written it would have that. been, you know, I, I don't know if you agree with me about this, but yeah. um, I think if I preach something wrong in church, um, if somebody in the church should normally go come to me privately. That's fine. Right. You know, they wouldn't really have the authority to embarrass me publicly. Or write in the church magazine. You That's, know what I you mean? A pastor yeah, they would is wrong. respect that authority mm. and try and bring me around privately before right. maybe they need yeah. to take the issue further. Yeah.
0: Has it ever happened?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, there are times that you need to correct publicly. Mm. The big thing is that Paul dealt no. with, so publicly, publicly, that's a yeah, big that's, deal. That's he so Embarrassed, we, him uh,
1: he had to, though, didn't he?
2: Yeah, but one—the yeah. the little point I'm yeah, making yeah. is, he—he he is ass, one thing he's asserting is that he—he he is not some kind of subordinate no, apostle, absolutely. because in that case, I think he would have been. Even though it deserved a public treatment, it, it would wouldn't be for him mind. to do that. No, but because he was equal standing, he had the right to deal with Peter publicly, yeah, yeah. which was necessary. Yes, it was. Case.
1: And, and it, you know, he he might have had to fight himself to do it. You know, to stand up and do that. He we would. It was no easy thing to do. But it was essential because mm. Paul had this this innate understanding that that give, you know give a chink and 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 It'll be all over, mm. and we don't know what was going on here except that Peter had withdrawn and was eating with his fellow Jews rather than with the Gentiles, um, whom he had been eating with up to until these other people arrived. And 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 we don't know whether this is an issue over whether they having bacon for breakfast. You yeah. know, we d- we don't know what the issue is. Uh-huh. But what we do know is that. Um, for, for for those Gentile converts who would have seen this behavior and witnessed it, they would have drawn wrong conclusions. They'd have thought, well perhaps the law is important, perhaps these uh, Jewish dietary laws or whatever are important, perhaps we need to start obeying these yeah. and and you can see how that would just grow and grow and get worse and worse and so Paul had to snap it out immediately. And, and the irony Part is it and goes public. against the
0: grain of what Peter, of Peter's endorsement exactly. of Paul. Exactly, of the council
1: which, of Jerusalem. which I point out, you know, but, but, but the weakness of character.
2: Yeah, it's a different issue yeah. from the council, so it's not like Peter is reneging on that council agreement. No he is not, in practice. Because it's a different issue. The, the issue of the council was Gentiles whether they need to be circumcised and mm. keep the law of Moses. Clearly, they don't. No. But there is another issue is, well, what about the Messianic Jews? Are they required to keep the law of Moses now? Yeah. And, and, and a lot of them, it was a big step for them to let the Gentiles be free, but a lot of them were believing that they, they are required to keep the law. They're still in some way under the law of Moses. Mm. And that was the issue that was, it wasn't discussed there. Now, Peter, I think, knew in his heart from Acts 10 that um, God God had said to him in the vision, you know, don't call something that I've cleansed Mm. unclean, Mm. whether that's foods or or even the Gentiles. Mm. In other words, the law of Moses, the the logical thing there is the law of Moses is no longer applicable, even for the believing Jews. They're not under the law of Moses. And, and therefore, he could go in and he could mix with those Gentiles, which was against the law, yeah. which was meant to partition them off from and the try. Gentiles. So Peter knew in his heart that the law of Moses, even though he might practice it culturally, if it came into conflict with the gospel, then it's not the, the primary thing. It's
0: interesting that even Barnabas was led astray. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. he's Peter, you see. Yeah. And, and uh, he, clearly these people from James, they, they carried a certain amount of weight. James carried a lot of weight. Yeah, and, yeah. and then when Peter siding with that, even Barnabas, yeah. which tells you how, how serious it was getting. And um, it wasn't a direct, you see, it's interesting, it wasn't a direct attack on the gospel like the other issue, but it still was an attack on the gospel because exactly. it was basically saying, the law of Moses still trumps the gospel. You know what I mean? Here I am. According to the gospel, I should mix freely with, with my brothers, Gentile okay. brothers. But the law of Moses say, I must keep separate. And so what, they, what Peter's doing is devaluing the gospel. He's not denying the gospel exactly, but he's devaluing the gospel, and he's putting it under Moses, and Paul could see the danger of that. And so, so again, Paul, it is a very compassionate
0: thing, he's, he's saving Peter.
2: It's actually saving him by saying this,
0: because that—that's the slippery slope
2: again. And he's—he's saving the church from a massive church split. Yes. Because not only would they be having the Lord's supper separately, they would be fellowshipping separately, and before you know it, it, the church would split into the Jewish and the Gentile branch. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, this is um, not what God wanted. No. No. Very good. Um. So what happened is he didn't do it. Peter was a being a hypocrite because he wasn't doing it from his own personal conviction. No. He knew in his heart this was wrong, but he did it to save face. He he did it because he he wanted to look like a a good a good Jew. You know, it
0: is it is strange. So he's sort of re-assimilating, as it were, back to being Jewish. We we that we all can be prone. To the yeah. temptation, aside from the doctrinal, of just behaviourally wanting to fit in. Yes. And not, and not offend, as it were. But
1: you can look at all these Jews that were there. There were a number of them, we're not told how many. How they all, Peter should have stopped it right there and then, but he didn't, and we know what happened. But they all, instead of saying, let's go and sit and eat with our Gentile brothers and sisters, didn't. They set themselves up separately. Mm. So they were, they, they were and, and Peter was again seduced by that. It was, he, he should have said, wait, what's going on here? Mm. But he didn't. Um, mm. And he allowed it to ride and then found himself sitting with them and who, who knows how uncomfortable he was feeling about it all. I like to think he was feeling uncomfortable, but Paul called it out. And quite rightly,
2: I think so. Paul must have been away at the time when this whole thing perhaps developed. That, perhaps, yes, probably. And then was, Paul yeah. comes back, and yeah, then he that f- that discovers what <laughs> yeah. what, what's happening, which he knew that would lead to a whole split. Isn't Peter doing it wrong both ways?
0: So it says you're living, you're living like a, Jew, uh, a gentile, and then you're sort of like a chameleon, really. Yes, it's not just falling into one camp. He's falling into both camps yeah. when it suited him. He's, a, he's saying
2: you're being irrational, you're not. Yeah. Uh, I think he, he says, um, he di- he's doing it out of fear, fearing yeah. those who were of the circumcision. Yeah. He's, he's afraid of being criticized. Yeah. For, you know, uh, and the rest of the Jews played the hypocrite with him. So they were, they they didn't believe it in their heart, but they they did it yeah. for their reputation. So that even Barnabas was carried away with a hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward, and that's literally they were not walking straight. So he wasn't denying the gospel, but he his what he walk. was his walk was not in line with the gospel. Right. It contradicted the gospel. Yeah. Um, I said to Peter before them all, which. Yeah. A big thing to yeah. do. If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? He said you're being a hypocrite because Peter was actually was living as a among Gentile. the Jews. Yeah, he no, it says he's living in like, the food department. Yeah, he was eating with the Gentiles before. Yeah, he he had he wasn't keeping That's the, the law of Moses, and now suddenly is, Paul, is there a little hint of Paul saying that he was wrong? To do that, no, you know, as an no. apostle to the Jews? Um, no, I don't think no. so. Right. No, among the Gen- yeah, yeah, Peter knew in his heart he wasn't under the law of Moses. Yeah. Um, even if he did when he was among the it's Jews. It's just when he was among them. Yeah, you know. Got it. But he, he, is- he obviously felt free to do it because he yeah. knew he did it in Acts 10, let alone um, yeah. before then. And, and, and so he's saying, but now you're expecting the Gentiles yeah. to live as Jews because. It put the Gentiles now in a very difficult position. Right. Our Jewish brothers are not mixing with us because we're not kosher Jews. Right. So we have the choice now to be separated from them, to to accept this division, or now we've got to, as it were, put ourselves under the law of Moses just to keep the unity. Mm-hmm. And he says, "You're in other words, you're expecting these Gentiles to become as Jews, yeah. and you're." And, and so he's basically saying, Peter, you're being inconsistent. You're being irrational. You know, he's, he's, he's showing that his, his hypocrisy contradicts yeah. the gospel. Yeah. And it was an attack against the gospel in an indirect way. Yeah. Because if it was followed through all the way, yeah. the, the gospel would, would have been diminished in its importance. Yeah. So I think we've got it,
0: unless there's anything more from from that, um, you know, I I feel that we've sort of reached verse fifteen, um, where he's mm. he's then you know re-emphasizing again. Um, unless you can t- find something else there.
2: Yes, this is when he gets more theological in, in verse. That's 15. right, he does. Yeah. Can I but just before? do Yeah, please do. Yeah, we, have, do. Time? Yeah, we have time. There was a. a t- I just don't want to be over as it
0: were, laying and layers, because by the time you get to the final yeah. layer, you've forgotten what the first layer was. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll make it very quick. Yeah. Just, okay.
2: You know, When we talked about they perceived the grace of God that was yeah. on Paul, yeah. um, it, re- it reminds me of Romans 12, verse 3, yeah. where he says, For I say, through the grace given me. There are different kinds of grace. Mm. One kind of grace is ministry grace. Yeah. Not saving grace, but ministry yeah. grace. Yeah. So the grace given to Paul there is actually as an apostle. I say by the grace given me to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think this is ministry wise but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith it's not the measure of faith it's amen we all have been given a measure of faith to function in the ministry that God has given us and he says because we are we have as many men Members in one body, all the members do not have a different function. So some yeah. are grace to be an eye, some are grace to be a hand, and yeah. so on. Right. So it's talking about the, the ministry grace. Mm. So they actually did perceive that he had the grace of mm. being an apostle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and But it, it just reminds me that we're not to think of ourselves more highly. Very much so. We have a grace, if we need to stay within our grace. Mm. People love to be prophets, and everyone's wants to be a prophet, you know. But if you're not graced to be a prophet, please do not try and be a prophet because yeah. you're gonna create a lot of confusion, you know. And the, I don't think there are that many prophets, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But stay within our grace is the key. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking about whether whether in Peter's case, I know he was being Peter, um, there was a danger of, of him thinking that he um, could uh, the the rule book as it were could apply differently to him um because of his position so that that sort of chimes in with what I, you am saying now the, from the
2: the thing i do Pete. like about peter yeah. is is although as john said he is liable to put his foot in yeah. it yeah yeah um he was always quick to repent that's yeah. right and that's i don't think he was that kind of person no, praise god i don't and i think but the there are many
0: church leaders yeah. who do think they're yeah. above the Rules that the yes. great unwashed have to
2: follow yeah, right, exactly, as it were. and in a way, it's, it's implied rather than stated. But when Paul makes his correction of Peter, there's no record of Peter coming back. No. Ah, but Paul, no, let's turn to amazing, Deuteronomy it? 20. He does say, Oh, no.
0: Paul does say things that's hard to understand, which
2: looks like a little bit of a <laughs> no, but he says, He says, Paul, wrote he scripture. does then endorse him. That's Paul. right, he does. Say, yeah. Yeah. So I think Peter very quickly repented and he realized so. Paul had. Yeah, you don't want to argue with Paul, basically. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, Paul is just so expo- as we'll see, that Peter couldn't answer him. But
0: he wa- And I think I, they was... loved Paul. Yeah. You know, there's not this division between them. They 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 loved this chap that the Lord had thrown into the mix,
2: who absolutely knew the scriptures inside out. Roman Catholicism doesn't like this passage too much. No. You, you, there have been attempts to explain it away yeah. because here yeah. you have the first of Pope Peter of being corrected okay. by Paul, yeah. you know what I mean? So there have been some kind of
0: <laughs> funny
2: ways of reinterpreting, you know, maybe it was a different Peter or something like this. You know? How
0: ridiculous, eh? How ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, that is a really important one about not thinking more highly, but equally not more... Lowly. Putting, lowly putting yourself down because no, Paul you know, was very force. strong about his grace
2: yeah you've just, got to believe in your
0: grace yeah it's very interesting very interesting okay so um again this is re- repeated in, in Romans as well a man is not justified by observing the law so he's he's just setting a marker it almost finishes our passage but we we've still got you
2: know good Today, he says it so. three times. It's interesting. Yes, yes. Justified, he's, he's ramming it home yeah. on, on three levels. Yeah. First, first of all, he's saying, knowing that a man, this is generally, yeah. is not justified by the works of the law. Yeah. The is not there, actually. It's the works of law. Yeah. So it's not just talking about the law of Moses, but any kind of law system you might want That's to come very up good. with will not justify you, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So that's number one. Then he says it again, even we, particularly him and Peter, they know this by personal experience. We have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the Lord. So, so we've experienced this ourselves, Paul, of course, on the road to Damascus, Mm -hmm. Peter. And then, then he says, not only that, it's based on Scripture. Because this is a quote from Psalm 143, 2 now, where he says, For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Yeah. And, and in the original, it's all flesh. This applies to all flesh. No one can be justified by the works of law.
0: And um, ju- just um, a, a, a little sort of parallel passage where, where Paul says, you know, Indeed, when the Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, there are law unto themselves, even though they do not have the law. For they show that the requirements, the re- righteous requirements of the law are written on their hearts. Yeah. Um, their conscience is bearing witness. Um, what, what is Paul saying about the Gentiles there? Uh, he's the, the, almost saying he's, he's to the arrogance Jews and in the same way as we could say to arrogant Christians. There are people out there do not have your body of scripture but they do by nature the things required because of the conscience that i put within them that's not another gospel but it is paul's sort of highlighting that um, the law you shouldn't be arrogant about the fact that you have the law or we shouldn't be arrogant as evangelicals about the fact that we have all these wonderful commentaries you know explaining the gospel um, to us Um, because God is judging men's secrets. Knowing the law doesn't save you. No. Um. So God will judge men's secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. So there will be a judgment of how, you know, we, or what's going on in our hearts and our conscience and our thoughts. Um, but I, f- I find it interesting that he uses the argument that the, the Gentiles, they don't have the law. What, what, Do you what? actually follow the law?
2: What, it's what, what is, we were
0: talking about earlier, about uh, you know, good, good pe- people who are not yeah. Christians doing good deeds and, who, who, and then people who are Christians doing bad deeds. Cancels each other out almost. So then you come back to grace and grace, you know, yes, God's provision. Grace. The gift
2: of grace. The law is not the final thing. Yeah, right? It's the righteousness of God. Yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the character. It's the perfect righteousness of God. Yeah. Which, which we are judged by. Now, the law the, and different laws are manifestations of the righteousness of God. So he, the best, you know, obviously the law of Moses was the most complete one, mm. but God has also imprinted the law in each person's conscience. So we all have an awareness of the righteousness of God and we'll be judged against that. Mm. Against that, And of course, we, we will all fail yeah. before that. But But basically, it's the righteousness of God yeah that we're talking about. And
0: it's it's just unpacking in the last couple of minutes why it is called the law of sin and death. Because you know who wants to who wants to follow that one, if you know, <laughs> know what I mean, because that's all it
1: leads to. Yes. It does, but but it, as opposed to the law of the spirit of life yes but one has to have a revelation of what that is in order to understand it because the human mind unless inspired by God can't process all that it's it's very interesting and when you think in in that you you talk about us being judged with our thoughts yeah everything else but conscience are we Mm. Because we have God's righteousness imputed to us, mm. and there's nothing wrong. There are yeah. no chinks in that imputed Amen. righteousness. Yeah. We're covered. Yeah. This is this is this is the extraordinariness of grace. Yeah. Yes, your conscience has let you down. Your conscience has failed God. Your your thoughts have failed God. Your heart has failed God. But it's covered. Yeah. It's covered in the imputed righteousness yeah. of Christ, which will never fail. Right. Amen. And your conscience, by the
0: way, yeah, not so much fail, but it does bear witness. Yes. It bear witness to it, your failings without God's
1: it grace. Does. It does, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you are aware of them. If you're aware of them, God is much more aware of them. Yeah. But that the judgment, your counsel will stand up and say, I have paid the price. Yeah. Yeah.
2: If, if you've embraced that. If you've embraced that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you, you're faced with God's righteousness and you've, you realise you're guilty. Yeah. And that drives you to accept God's... Yeah, Gift of righteousness. Praise God. So we're we're out of time. Um,
0: And all I'd say is from Romans 8, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Well, the law was powerless to do, and it was weakened by the sinful nature God did by sending his son. And on that note, we will return to Galatians chapter 2 next week. Thank you.